Have you ever been to a destination wedding? Sometimes they're on a tropical island or in the mountains. Well, check this out. Weddings in space is going to be a thing soon. (laughs) A high altitude balloon company called Space Perspective is doing weddings by the end of next year. You can launch from land, a boat or sea. The whole thing lasts six hours. You're at the edge of space, but you won't actually be weightless. And it's going to have to be a small wedding since the capsule only seats eight plus the pilot. And man, it's not cheap. 125,000 guests. So if you book all eight guests, it's a million dollar wedding. One small step for man. One crazy overpriced wedding for mankind. (laughs) (laughs) I got engaged in a hot air balloon, but we are not on the edge of space. See, I'd feel a little ripped off if you didn't go weightless. Yeah, right? I mean, that's the whole gonna point. Get you close, I want to experience but not that. That close. Yeah, I want to do the diving and the flips, and I want the liquid floating in air in front of me. Like, I want the and whole weightless. Not thing. to mention how much animosity that's going to cause with your family and friends. How do you pick who gets to go? I mean, that's that is a very defined, very small list. And do you charge to be a guest? I don't or do you do they come? I don't know if you free? got that much money, you're not charging. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're writing a check. You're yeah. like, okay, whatever, yeah, I don't yeah. care. But you do it would what I would do though is okay, if you're if you're that kind of money, you have an you have an entourage, right? You you make them compete <laughs> <laughs> to see who gets to go. <laughs> so we're talking about these weddings in space and how exclusive the getting an invite to be in the wedding party would be. You can only have eight guests or only mm-hmm. eight people total can go something like that. Yeah. So I said to Taylor, so who was your uh, who is your what is it called? The, the maid of honor. Maid of, who was your maid of honor? And I was a little surprised to find out it was your roommate from college, not one of your four sisters. Nope. There's got to be a story there. How do you choose roommate over flesh and blood? Your sisters. We're going to find out next. Okay, so I, I, I don't know if I'm always looking for the conflict or the controversy, but Taylor was talking about her wedding day. And I said, so who was your maid of honor? And you have four sisters. Mm-hmm. And you did not choose one of them. You chose your roommate from college. Yeah. Did that cause any animosity? Was there any, like, were your sisters like, what? can't believe she didn't pick one of us no because they they knew i wouldn't want to you know put one above the other there you know there's a set of twins Uh the i'm right smack dab in the middle the older ones are two years apart and there's a lot of like rivalry there and so um but it's interesting how each sister handled it like the oldest sister asked none of us to be in the wedding that's how she handled it (laughs) Were she all, had were one kid, friend, like, and that was it, I think. Were you basically kids when she got married? I mean, were you little or? Um, no. No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I was, I think I was uh, in college. And um, yeah, so I, I chose my roommate because that was tricky because I've, I've been best friends with my friend Jamie since high school. Uh huh. Julie and I went to high school together, but we didn't become friends till be, we, be, she's like, hey, you want to be roommates? And I was like, uh, okay. And we lived together all four years at Wheaton, so she had a she had a special dress. Her dress was different. My then mom all the other sewed ones? all of wow. them. Wow! Yeah, I had four, five. Six, I had six bridesmaids, and this caused no four animosity. sisters and two friends. No animosity with the sisters. They were all like, if there was, they hid it from me well. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what happened. <laughs> I only have one brother, so you know, I had his 
two stepbrothers than stepsister, but it was obvious choice was my brother. So did you have friends too? Oh, tons. Yeah, we had we had a lot. I can't remember. It was a lot. Wow, <laughs> it's like and, a, a a Julia Roberts wedding. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. You know, people still talk about our wedding. It was quite a party. They still go like, "Man, your guys' wedding was something." So everybody cool. had a, everybody had a good time. <laughs> hey, do you have any dreams you want to pursue still? Coming up, this inspiring woman shows us it's never too late. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Do you have any dreams you still want to pursue? Haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, this inspiring woman shows you it's never too late to pursue those dreams. Annie lives in the UK. She's 99 years old and recently fulfilled her dream. Ready for this? Of having knives thrown at her at the circus. She walked up there with her cane and bravely stood there, never flinched. Can you imagine standing there? Like the the knives first went like, like he was sharpening them and then bam, bam, bam. He's just throwing them all around her body. And she said she absolutely loved it. She had seen the show the night before, thought it was a fantastic way to celebrate turning 103 months. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought of that too. I'm like, I don't what a way like, to go. Remember um, George Bush won. He would always jump out of a plane once he got for his up. birthday. Yeah, for his yeah. birthday. And I, I always thought that. And on one hand, I admire it. And the other hand, I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> Why? At that point, no. no you made no. it that far? Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't need, I don't need the adrenaline rush at that age. I'm good. <laughs> it's probably an adrenaline rush just to get out of bed in the morning. I did it. I woke up another day. <laughs> Yay me. I love the story of that old lady. She was get, getting close to her 100th birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three months away. Three months shy of her 100th birthday, and she wanted to uh, celebrate by by being, I guess, the, the person that stands up against the target for a knife thrower. Yeah, so she that, did it. She didn't age, even flinch. That age, she still has an adventurous spirit, still trying new things, yeah. right? Still still saying there's, there's something more for me out there, even as I approach uh, 100 years. Mm-hmm. And I just read this morning... It was some thoughts about Paul, and in Philippians, uh, he talks about straining forward to what's ahead. And they said that the the devotion said we would all much prefer overnight holiness. We'd all much prefer instantly. We've arrived. Here we are. I am super Christian. If only. If you have a problem, come and ask me. I've got a Bible verse at the ready <laughs> to share with you, and we can all move on with our lives, right? That's We would all prefer those instant things, but the older we get, the more we realize that this walk of faith it's a long walk. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's it's a lifelong journey. And when you feel like you've arrived, <laughs> that's probably when you're the furthest from arrival, right? So I, I took great joy in what Paul shared. He said, forgetting what was behind, I strain forward to what's ahead. I press on. And I thought, man, that could be just a, a theme for your life. I press on no matter what, because you're going to have valleys, you're going to have mountaintops, you're going to have everything in between. Most of life, I'm talking about the spiritual walk with Jesus, is doing just that. It's just pressing on, right? Mm-hmm. It's getting through the through the ups and the downs, and it, it seems like no matter where you are at what phase, if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, you got some stuff that's going great. You got some other stuff that if you really thought about it, would keep you up at night. You couldn't fall asleep, right? Yeah. And through that all, we press on. We try to breathe the breath of heaven rather than the breath of this world to get us through.
So I hope that encourages you today. Um, you know, and that is not to encourage you if you're going to like summer camp and you can't wait, go. As Rich Mullins used to say, go and get born again again. Do it every summer, you know, but don't look at any of those as I've arrived. I've hit that plateau and I am now holy, right? It's not an instant experience. It's a growth. Don't they call it sanctification? We just keep moving forward. So keep on pressing on, y'all. So there's an umpire that just went above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, Really quick thinking, too. Okay, so there's uh, home plate, picture home plate, and a kid bats and the catcher's still there, of course. And all of a sudden, I guess I never heard this thing, but it's called a dust devil. And it looks like a tornado, but it's all the dust and and red dirt from the diamond. And this catcher is just like, this little boy is like, I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. (laughs) And this umpire just comes in, runs in, gives him a big bear hug, lifts him up. And gets him out of the little dust devil tornado <laughs> and save the day. He's like a Aww. little hero there locally. So I don't know when this uh, radio career will will come to an end. Normally you don't see it coming, right? But there's a guy in professional football who's kind of retiring. We're going to talk about this next. Okay, so there's a guy in professional football who's kind of retiring. In radio, they don't give you that opportunity. It's just one day you show up and your key doesn't work in the door. And then they move on without you. But uh, a guy named Matt Ryan, remember him? He's a quarterback. He played for the Atlanta Falcons for years. And then then he went to the Colts last season. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Colts did not renew his contract. Uh Um, So he's going to be an analyst for CBS Sports. But he wants everyone to know if if a quarterback job comes along, he is not officially retired. Oh, he doesn't want to close the door. He needs to make some money, but he doesn't want to close the door and going back on the field. Right, That's right. fascinating. I, I don't know. Maybe it's time to, to gracefully exit and just go, okay, 38 years old. It's a career. I'm good. But nope, he's keeping one huh. foot one foot in the broadcast booth and one foot, he hopes, on the plane. I don't know field. why, but I think that's kind of awesome. Like, keep all your options open. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, this is going to be a little fun. I want to get women, especially your opinion, on something that happened to a mom on Mother's Day. If you would be like, oh, yeah, no, that would be great. Or if you'd be like, that's stealing my thunder. That's my day. We'll talk about it next. Okay, this is going to be fun. So you, as a mother, get to weigh in and say, yes, I think that's a fantastic idea. Or no way, I would never want that to happen to me on Mother's Day. So here's the scenario. This is uh, somebody I know. Um, family goes out to a fancy schmancy brunch pra- place for Mother's Day. It's it's gorgeous. It's they splurge. It's it's this wonderful time. They're celebrating mom, and right after the lunch, um, her daughter and her longtime they've been dating a couple years. Her boyfriend. They go out by this little like walkway. And he gets down on one knee and pops the question and proposes to her daughter on Mother's Day. And at first I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And look at the pictures, look at the video. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if mom was cool with that. I wonder if she was over the moon, like this boy is going to love my daughter forever. Or if part of her was like, uh, could you pick? have picked another day because this was supposed to be my day so we'd love to hear how you feel about this it's kevin and taylor i'm calling about the mother's day proposal yeah what do you think it's supposed to be mom's special day they go out to this fancy schmancy lunch and the boy her daughter's been dating gets out on his down on one knee and pops the question right there on mother's day i think that's awesome 
as a mom myself, I think that would be such a gift to know Aww. on Mother's Day that my my daughter is going to get married. Mother's Day is about being a mom, but without our kids, we wouldn't be a mom. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I When I first saw the photos and the videos, I was absolutely like over the moon for this family. It happens to be my my niece is getting married in September, and it's her fiance's oh. baby sister that it happened to. Oh. Yeah. yeah I so, great. As I a mom, like, I think that would be such a gift. Oh, I'm so glad. I figured that's how Morgan's mom felt, but, you know... You don't. You wouldn't say anything even if you're kind of like, "Hey, it's my day." <laughs> no, I think I think it's different when we're when we're grown women with kids and adults. Those kinds of things don't bother us. We celebrate them more. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing your your thoughts with us. We appreciate you. Of course. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Now we all have those stories, those epic stories in our lives where it's like, it was like I was on TV. That happened to me when um, my mom tells us at the dinner table when I was 16 years old, my birth mother called today. And I was like, what? Because my mom had been raised, you know, by an adoptive family. So this one is one of those like ripped from the headlines where you're like, no way. It's like TV come to life. Uh, There's this little girl, her name's Kayla. And her dad has been desperately searching for her for six years. Can you imagine what that would be like as a parent, like not knowing where your child is? And um, so they did. He's got like a Facebook page. Help me find Kayla. Well, his daughter was featured on an episode of Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. And Kayla is now a teenager and a woman shopping in Asheville, North Carolina spotted her. Wow. And now she's reunited with her dad. Wow. Isn't that great? Like, I'm so happy for this dad. Like, he never gave up hope on his daughter that she would be found and that they would be reunited. I can't imagine what it's been like trying to reacquaint. I mean, so much happens in a child's life in six years. I mean, she was a little girl when she, her, um, her mom who didn't have custody took her. And now she's a teenager. Mm. They have so much to catch up on, but all because someone watched an episode of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. She's been found and reunited with her dad. You must feel connected to that story because you guys now have Netflix. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've never seen this show, but yeah, someone gave us Netflix as a gift for my husband's birthday. Finally, Kevin had always said, don't waste your money, don't waste your money. And then all of a sudden he's like, did you watch this? Did you watch this? I'm like, what's it on? He's like, Netflix. Netflix is great. How is parenting going in your family? Coming up, welcome to the era of earnest parenting. How is being a mom or a dad going with you? Welcome to the era of earnest parenting. Millennials now have the hardest job in the world because they've become mom and dad. And it's the one thing that they care about the most Between Dr. Becky and the authors of Big Little Feelings, a lot of millennials are getting a lot of their parenting advice on Instagram. And the tone on many of these popular parenting accounts is often not only instructive, but also pretty supportive. Not so different from the way parents are encouraged to talk to their children. And they say this generation of moms and dads has never been more focused on parenting 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're always looking for more information about being a better parent. And they say that moms and dads are in it for the relationship they're going to have with their child 20 years from now. Hmm. I wonder what that means in a practical sense. Does that mean that more of them are going to be like stay at home moms? 
or stay at home dads, because if it's all about the relationship, I mean, relationships happen when you spend time with people. If you don't spend time with people, the relationship goes, you know, kind of down the drain. So um, I wonder if there's going to be this big shift if it's if they take all that information and then and then do something with it. Or is it just going to be, you know, like, oh, I've got all this information and I'll apply it, you know, whenever I can. Huh. Interesting uh, story Taylor just shared uh, about parenting. How did you phrase it about how it's changed? They no. said that um, millennials are more focused on their kids like 24-7 than ever. Huh. Always looking for new tips and tricks for being a better parent. Here's what I would like to know. What are some of those timeless parenting things that will never change, whether it's in a book or whether it's on Instagram? What are some of the things that you know as a mom, as a dad, that are timeless? Hey, Wendy, it's Kevin and Taylor. Thanks so much for calling. So how about you? What's your timeless parenting tip? Never gets old. Um, I would just say for my parents, um, raising um, my two brothers and I, it was just their life. They just set the example. Um, when I think back to when we when they were raising us, you know, every Sunday morning, get up, get ready. We're going to church. We're doing the family lunch. Um, they always spoke you know, politely and respectfully anywhere we went to others. They tried to leave leave the Christian life. Like we could watch where they went, what they said, how they lived. They role modeled it for us. Mm. Hey, Don, we're talking about timeless parenting tips and strategies. What do you have to share with us? Always love them as much as you can, but also remember they are your children, not your friends. Brad, we're looking for a timeless parenting tip. What do you have for us? There's no such thing as quality time. There's just time. We all have the same amount of hours per week, and we can choose how to use those hours. Mm, Very good. you, You just have to... Choose how you want to use your hours. If you're going to use them at work, then you choose how you're going to use them at work. But if you're going to use them at home, then you can choose to use them at home with your your family. Hey, do you or your kids follow fitness gurus on social media? Big warning for you. A first-of-its-kind study found that more than half of popular fitness influencers on Instagram push harmful content about body ideals, food, and exercise. Uh, They say they promote unrealistic and unhealthy body types. People who viewed, uh, they call them fitspiration, that's a hashtag. Uh, People who viewed fitspiration images daily for 28 days were more likely to have negative moods and compare their bodies to those in the post. And um, I've been Mm. pretty open about, there was a woman I started following because she was training Carrie Underwood. And I was like, wow, she's so fit. Look at the muscles on her legs. She looks great. So I'd followed her trainer. And she'd have recipe ideas and some exercises and stuff. And I have had to unfollow her because she did this, like, I'm going to get even leaner thing. And wow. it's just unattainable for me and my my DNA, my genetics. There's no way. And so it, I realized it was really causing me some problems. Not only that, but you've heard me give say this before. Carrie Underwood, God bless her, is in the Carrie Underwood business. Mm-hmm. Carrie Underwood makes it her job. I want to look better than everyone else does. Or I want to look super, super fit. And I'm going to hire trainers and I'm going to hire nutritionists. And that is my job yep. to be Carrie Underwood. The rest of us. We're not that fortunate (laughs) that our job is to be the best version of ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually that we possibly can. we got other stuff going on, right? Right. And it's all you can do to pack a lunch. And (laughs) heaven forbid your lunch have a carb in it. (gasps) 
No, not that. I mean, we just there's this whole like dieting fitness culture that, that is just so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it is so unhealthy. Just stay moving, be active, you know, try to try to keep your weight at a at a healthy level. And love your family and love your kids because your kids at the pool aren't going to care what size your bathing suit is. All they're going to care is that when they go, mom, hey, mom, hey, mom, that you look at them. Amen. That's what they're going to care about. I I don't know if you saw, we got an email from a listener and uh, she said, I heard someone talking on the radio station about a kid who was being disobedient and the parent took all the toys away. What happened to the kid? They want they want resolution. They want to know what happened. So let's get Griff back over here to find out. Because remember, Sarah, uh, his wife took. All the toys mm-hmm. away uh, to teach the kids the lessons. We got to find out is there resolution or is that ongoing? So, uh, Griff, we got an email from a listener wanting to know how things resolved with uh, Sarah, your wife, taking away all the toys uh, from one of your kids for them uh, misbehaving. They want they wanted to know have you had resolution and did it work? Uh, so, what, what's the latest on that? Have the toys returned? <laughs> are the toys still in toy prison or what's up? The room is still empty. <gasps> The toys Get are still out. in my room. So, uh, yeah, I think it got extended by, I think maybe today was actually supposed to be the day the toys came back. Oh, um, but it's been extended them, huh? for a couple more days because, you know, there was some whining going on. So, like, all right, another day, another day. So, just kept getting <laughs> added on. So, <laughs> I guess uh, the hardest part of the job was getting them all out of there. So, now that they're in, Adding another day to her is no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I think behaviors improved a little bit. Oh, that's since. good. And anytime we say one more day, it's like the end of the world. They're <laughs> so hurt by it. <gasps> but then they start acting right. So, oh. we're, yeah. So, right now, I think in a few days, they'll get the toys back and we'll move on. I wonder if, you're, if your wife has ever brainstormed, like, allowing a few toys back at a time. Like... Almost like a gold star. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. Mm. I'm. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm surprised the kids haven't gone. We need some clearly defined goals. Like what? <laughs> what do we need to do to affect this change? Because it seems, Mom, it seems like you're making this up as you go along. Yes, <laughs> they are correct. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's a mom's prerogative. Mom, mom can make all the rules up, right? Yep. So a modern life gives us the opportunity to lose a lot of things. We regularly lose our phones, right? We panic when we forget where our phones are. We uh, we lose passwords. We can't remember passwords. Uh, my wife and I, we recently lost something, and we cannot Uh-oh. find it. And we're a little concerned for our household security. We'll talk about it next. So at your house, what is the front door lock on your house like? Do you have one of those like code things? That's what we have. It's like a four-digit code that you enter. And I've shared with you guys, we've had some very serious security issues at our house in the past couple of weeks. So we've done things like we changed the code on our on our front door. It's an updated code. And mm-hmm. we felt really good about that. And then I said, didn't we? I seem to remember years ago because there is a key bypass. Oh. Um, I said, didn't we get one of those hide a key rock things? You know, it looks like a rock and it's got a panel underneath and slide a key in there and mm-hmm. then you mix it in with other rocks or oh, wow. somewhere in your yard. You got a key and then supposedly it's hidden. And we all agree that, yes, there is a hide a key. We just don't know where it is. <laughs> it's, it's mixed in with the rocks and you can't find it somewhere in our yard. <laughs> like, I thought we put it here. We dug through the flower beds. Nope, not there. Maybe it's over there. Nope. And then we're running out of places where we would have obviously put it. And the bad thing is a lot of our landscaping around our house is the rocks are the same color oh, no. as we all remember the hide a rock being. 
So do we all like spend a weekend on our hands and knees going through every rock? Oh, I think I have a solution for you. In our yard you. looking for this thing? I, I got it. What? You know how you've had these elaborate Easter egg hunts for your adult children and their significant others? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just need a cash prize and someone ah. will find And a timer. And then there has to be a time limit it. and someone will find it for that cash prize. Ooh, you might be onto something. Yeah. There. I don't hate that idea. I think you. I really think mm-hmm. you might be onto something there. Problem solved. Hmm. How much though? What What would make it worth it? Well, what have you done in the past when they go, go crazy because they want to find that golden egg or whatever it is? Is it like a hundred bucks or fifty no, bucks? No, no. I think like the, fifty bucks. I think the most we've ever done is like twenty dollars. Oh. Hmm. Might have to up it a little bit for digging around in rocks. <laughs> Not as fun really? as Easter eggs. <laughs> Maybe a $50 coffee coffee shop gift card or something. That'll do it, and then we'll find it no problem. Yeah. Set a timer. Have, you got to make it a competition. Might have found a solution there. So what we're thinking may have happened to the Heideki, I was just talking about how we have this rock with one of those fake panels underneath Mm -hmm. or a panel underneath and you hide a key inside of it and it looks like part of the landscaping. We're thinking when we did have some landscaping work done that maybe because they hauled off a whole bunch of stuff, like out with the old in with the new, we're thinking maybe it got hauled off with the rest of the lawn Mm. debris and stuff. I wonder if you could borrow a metal detector from someone. Don't and know. would it detect the key inside the fake rock? We'd probably find all kinds of loose change, <laughs> everything <laughs> but, everything but. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but anyhow, that's what, what we think happened to it is that it's probably just long gone mm. and we can spend the rest of our lives looking for that key <laughs> and, and we're not going to find it because it's not there anymore.